860 KXNO. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in on a Friday. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Happy Friday to all of you, and thank you uh, for tuning in, at least spending some of your morning here with Trent and myself as we talk sports right up until noon. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today, a lot of basketball uh, will be front and center in the conversation. For the most part, we are going to slide in some barbecue and a little contest toward the end of the show. With our friends at Claxons. Bottom of the hour, Tom Cakert on the Hawkeyes, HawkeyeReport.com. More than basketball with Tom. There are a handful of Hawkeyes over in Indianapolis. We'll pick Tom's brain as to what he has seen. Most of them have run. Uh, Oja Moody maybe today and Stone maybe today, but I know that they are going through um, their. Uh, respective, I don't know, duties in the right word, but uh, uh, they are over in Indianapolis. We'll get the latest on them. Uh, at 11 o'clock, uh, Darren DeVries is going to join the program. Looking forward to this, but I am I'm looking forward to the speaking with him. And I was really looking forward to the game, but they're locked at 7. And you and I, the, the Panthers have claimed the share, but to win the conference outright, they would have to knock off the Bulldogs tomorrow. 5 o'clock on ESPN2. We'll talk to Darren DeVries. We think back to that basketball game when it was in the McLeod Center. It wasn't Super Bowl weekend, but it was maybe the weekend after, I think. Do you remember? I think it was early February anyway. It was something like that. They all kind of start to run together yeah. after a while, but it was <laughs> a great true. game. For Most the first, uh, yeah, until the final media timeout, I think the basketball game was tied. Mm-hmm. And then as A.J. Green is wont to do, he went off uh, in the final few minutes and uh, the Panthers pulled away to beat Drake. But I remember just, uh, watching the game thinking Drake's got a shot to pick him off uh, in this one. So Darren DeVries and then Dylan Moss, Iowa State gets a quarterback, uh, a recruit to the 2021 class, kid from Texas. We'll do that and we'll take a look at Oklahoma State. You know the three games left for for the Cyclones. I'm starting to wonder if tomorrow might be might not be the most difficult of the three. And you never know what you're going to get with this Cowboys group. They were pounded on Monday, but mm-hmm. you know what? That's Kansas team's the number one team in the country. But go back to Bedlam, Trent. Last weekend they pounded Oklahoma. They, they did pounded them. I, I like that Oklahoma State team. I is there more talent than they're playing with or? I don't know. Maybe just my eyes are deceiving me because depends what night you watch them. I think that's what it is mm-hmm. because you watch them sometimes. Not only do they look like oh, that's a really nice team. That's I think a good team at times. Mm-hmm. But then there's what happens on Monday night and it gets away from them. But like you said, Kansas is going to do that to a lot of teams. Although I remember you and I talking about it as we got ready to sign off on Monday. Does Kansas have a letdown off the Baylor game? <laughs> well, the answer was no. They do not. <laughs> no. They do not. So speaking of that point in Kansas in. The number one team, whatever metric you're using from the AP poll to advanced analytics, Ken Pomeroy, who we use, mm-hmm. and his numbers are very close to what you'll see when the point spreads comes out for these games. That's what we use when there isn't a spread out, is use his website for college basketball. Right now, over everybody in college basketball, on a neutral floor, Kansas would be at least a four-point favorite. Over anybody in college anybody basketball. Anybody in college basketball. Their rating is a 31.4. Second mm. place, Baylor, 27.29. So with that, using that, 
Doesn't matter who you're lining mm-hmm. up. Gonzaga, San Diego State. So Duke. the Zags would get what five, six. Gonzaga would be getting yeah, four and a half. There, that's yeah, four and a half would be the number there. It's up to five with San Diego State. When you move down to say Michigan State, uh-huh. they'd be favored by seven against the Spartans on a neutral so floor. So I've got ten palm pulled up. Where's Iowa State? They are seventy uh, ninth, and they got a nine and a half. So yikes, that's over twenty points. They'd be favored on a neutral floor. Is that right? Am I doing that right? That you, that's how that plays out. I don't think that would actually be the number. No, I don't either. But I get your point. I mean, they do the Ken Palm does love Kansas. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot to like about them, Trent. There's a lot to like about them. Number one defense in the country, number eight offense in the country. Mm-hmm. You go back through the last 25 years since Ken Pomeroy is the site. Number one offense is who? Uh, the Zags. Gonzaga. Yeah. A lot my, of dudes. My, my, my Zags. 34th defensively. Got to be in that top 20 of both categories to win a national is championship. That, is that what the stats should bear The only team mm-hmm. that wasn't, that's mm-hmm. won a national title in semi-recently, is the uh, uh, Napier team of UConn. Okay. When they were the seventh seed and went on beat Butler in one of the worst championship games in college basketball yeah, was. history. What was that? 56-41? I don't remember what it, it was. It was hideous, whatever I do, it was. Yeah, I do remember that. But uh, yeah, that's what it has to be. So if you're looking for that team or looking for a team that, you know what, I don't want to pick Kansas. I don't want to pick... Go into those numbers. Go to Ken Pomeroy and find a team. You can find San Diego State. They're in the top 20 of both mm-hmm. categories. And they'd be getting six. Duke still getting uh, still in the top 20 in both categories, even Nine as bad 14, as they look defensively. Yeah. Ohio State is still hanging in there. 14th offensively, 20th defensively. You trust the Buckeyes come March? No, I don't. Right? No. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to go down the list and find a team that kind of will sneak up and surprise you that... There really isn't one, right? No, there no. there isn't another one. Michigan's just outside defensively. They're twenty third, and that's mm-hmm. the team that I've continued to like until last night. What How, happened? Well, there? Trent, I'll tell you what happened there, and that was an unbelievable performance out of the guards. I mean, Trice could not miss in the first half. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of the game you saw. Uh, that's where I was early on, and and I stayed with it because I was entertained as hell as I have been by this conference night. I know broken records. Shut up. We know. <laughs> uh, Potter was unreal. Uh, but but uh, but Simpson in his own right for Michigan, Trent. He might have been the best player on the floor, and that's saying something because Trice was unbelievable. Uh, but and, and you know who else is good? Wagner's little brother, who's growing up in front of our very eyes. Uh, is it Franz Wagner? Franz, yes. He's going to be a player. Is there another? Is there a Hans coming in afterwards? Well, if, I mean, I'm guessing you're, if you're a Michigan fan, you're certainly hoping that there's right. more of them uh, in the pipeline going to make their way over from Germany. But uh, but boy, oh boy, this kid, he might be better than his older brother. Well, and I was, the bits and pieces that I was watching, there was that back-to-back possessions where Xavier Simpson turned it <laughs> yes. over. Yes. I said, what is going on I here? Know. No wonder they're losing. But they no, came back, they got it within trend. two late there. Yep. And then seventy-seven, seventy-five. Yes. Uh, no, it was seventy-five, seventy. I don't know. Somewhere in the seventies. I know. Yep. But Wisconsin had an answer mm-hmm. every single time. They and got free out to throws. eight-two run lead early on. I was watching at that point. They jumped out early and controlled it. This Wisconsin team, no Kobe King, who will be a Cornhusker mm-hmm. next season and. Probably eligible, you would guess, next season? Oh, I would anticipate, especially if there's any truth to some of the buzz right. that's coming out of uh, of Madison, that, yeah, they're they're going to, um, I would think, wave that one through. But you never know, right? It's the NCAA. You mentioned Micah Potter, though, and he has played really well since he's finally got his feet underneath mm-hmm. him. He, was, he went to Ohio State. There's a coaching change. Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to transfer. And then he had to sit out, and he had to sit out an extra. It, it was a really weird circumstance for him. But he was eligible starting in January, I think it was, whenever the second semester started for Wisconsin. Took a little while. He didn't play real well early on. But since he has, him coupled with Reavers, you've got mm-hmm. two big guys that can play at a high, high level. Yep. And then we know what they can do on the outside. And like you said, if Trice is shooting like that, 
The Badgers can be a team that can no, Dave Davidson's a pain in the you know what literally yes. <laughs> some nights yes um, as that's his game but hey is who's the coach of the year in the Big Ten because Gard's got to get some love Trent Gard has got to get some love for what he's doing with this team I mean you wake up this morning uh, they're fifth I was sixth in the conference Iowa is sixth in the conference after spending some part of the week at number two uh, Maryland Penn State Illinois Michigan State Wisconsin and the Hawks. I mean, this is so tight down the stretch. That's your top six. That's and your top six. And Ohio State's right behind them. So is Michigan. So is Rutgers. And Indiana. And Indiana's not far away. No. This thing, it's there's still three games left for everybody, and it can be completely wild. We've talked about Maryland, how difficult their schedule is. If Maryland wins the regular season title, does Turgeon get that love? I would say no. He had the most talented team coming into the year. Mm-hmm. Just because he finally used that talent for once and mm-hmm. actually... Chambers? Yeah, that's. I think you got to go there unless they limp to the finish here. Well, the Hawks can do uh, their coach mm-hmm. a favor by picking them off tomorrow. Uh, what about Underwood? Yeah, I mean, uh, you. I know you for you for one didn't like them before the season. I tried to convince you on that Illinois team. I thought they were a tournament, a fringe tournament team. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they'd be as good as they were. Mm-hmm. Well, what about I mean, Fran- Kofi Coburn has come up and stuck yeah. up on everybody. And, and of course, you got to throw Fran into that. Uh, no question, absolutely. With what he's been dealt, there's no doubt. But what we thought was, well, it's got to be McCaffrey, right? It's got to be McCaffrey. I mean, you stack up what he's gone through. But there's there's other options. I guess mm-hmm. what I'm saying, what I'm doing here, is kind of set the table that you know, if you're a Hawkeye fan and you think that this is a foregone conclusion, it's not by no, a long shot. And by a long shot. I mean, you got to go to Rutgers. How about Pico? Yeah, I was just yeah. gonna say he has to be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get to the tournament for the first time. He might be the home team or the home uh, standing uh, Big Ten coach of the year. Twenty seven years, whatever it's been since the last time that they made an NCAA They're going. tournament. They're absolutely going. They're going. They can't uh-huh. win on the road. It doesn't matter though because you have so many. Quad one opportunities in the Big Ten. You win them at home, going to be in good shape. They get Maryland coming up next week, too, coming to the wow. rack. You know what? Let's spend a minute. Go through, let's go through kind of some of the schedules at the end of the – for some of these teams. I mean, Illinois, Scott, we know that they're going to finish against Iowa. How good is that? So they get Indiana on Sunday at Ohio State, home against Iowa. Do they go 2-1 and one there? Well, do they go 1-2? and two? How about this? Have you ever played around on that bracket generator? No, do it, because that'll, that's an easier way to do it. All right, so let's go to the Big Ten here, and we're going to run through these games pretty quickly. All right, coming up this weekend, Iowa-Penn State. Hawks? I w- I'll go Hawks, yes. Maryland hosting Michigan State. I have no idea. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Maryland. Illinois hosting Indiana, Illini? Uh, I'll tell you yes. Nebraska, Northwestern, doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> Ohio State. Are they playing this weekend? They are. <laughs> oh, Someone has to win. Ohio State, Michigan, it is in Columbus. Mm, boy, oh boy. I'm going to go Michigan because of the, what happened last night. I'm them. right there with you. I like the Wolverines going to that one in Wisconsin hosting Minnesota. That's a tough spot, Trent. I think Wisconsin gets it done at home. Though. You, th- you think that Minnesota, they've got to be heartbroken yes. after what how Maryland did them the other night. I'm with you. All right, let's go to the weekday games then. Iowa hosting Purdue. Hawks. Penn State hosting Michigan State. Ooh. Penn State got Michigan State in East Lansing, the revenge angle. You yes, want to buy into that? We'll take I do. Sparty. I do. On the because road. I've got Sparty losing Saturday night. So give me they're not give me Sparty. All right. Rutgers hosting Maryland. Jesus, Rutgers at home. Give me Rutgers. I'm with you. I we're we're in Compatico here. Indiana hosting Minnesota. Hoosiers. Yeah. Wisconsin hosting Northwestern, that's a win. Michigan yeah. hosting Nebraska, that's a win. Uh, Ohio State at home against the Illini. 
Tricky, tricky. Give me. We had Ohio State losing to Michigan. Yeah. Probably. I, I'm going to go Illinois. Going to Illinois. All I'm right. We'll put it Florida. in there. We'll generate this up. And then the final weekend, Indiana at home for Wisconsin. It's a huge game. Another one. Give me. Give me the give me the Hoosiers. Hoosiers at home. Penn State on the road at Northwestern. You like Penn State. Nittany Lions. Purdue at home for Rutgers. Purdue gets it done at home. Do they? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Rutgers can't win on the road. They can't. They haven't. Illinois. Iowa. Valley Trent, there's so much. Let's save this one for the end. Okay. Maryland, Michigan. In Maryland. Maryland. Minnesota hosting Nebraska. That's Gophers. Michigan State in the Breslin Center for the Buckeyes. That's the finale. Sparty. Sparty to finish up. All right, let's go back to the game we didn't Illinois, pick. Illinois, Iowa. Illinois, Iowa. Well, let's do it two ways. Let's generate it with Illinois winning. And where are you doing this? It's a site called bball.notnothing.net. Now, how in the world did you find that? I think it's an Iowa State guy that came up with this. Really? Yes, I believe that it is because the first time I saw it was for the Big 12 Conference. And then he added the Big 10, and now he has everybody. I mean, you can hmm. you can do from the MEAC to the, the SWAC. Name? I don't. Let's see. The uh, the guy's name, at least his email, is mred at isualum.com. You know what? I do, I do kind of recall that now uh-huh. that you mentioned that. Well, good for you, Mred. Yes, it's awesome. And I play around with this. I, I waste probably give, give too the much we- time. Give the website one more time. For speaking of people wasting, you're sitting in your cubicle. Yes. It's Friday or Wells Fargo. And you're trying to find that or, path for Iowa right. State to be a four seed. You're trying to find Iowa to oh, there you go. get the top two or double by. All right, one more time. Bball.notnothing.net. <laughs> now, how in the world did he come up with <laughs> I that? I have no idea. Can't it just be bracketgenerator.com? Uh, maybe that was taken. Mred, uh, good work. A horrible, horrible domain. Yes. All right. So here we go. We're going to generate it. This is with gonna Illinois. going to do both ways. You can do it with, with Illinois winning, okay? Yes. All right. So we generated up. Maryland is your number one seed. They finish at 15-5. and five. Number two alone with that Illinois win is the Illini yeah. at 14-6. and six. Then you get into a two-way tie for third place. So we had Illinois winning out then. We did, yes. Okay. Wisconsin and Michigan State, the three and four. They tie. Wisconsin gets the three seed. Penn State and Iowa tie for the fifth spot. But Penn State has the tiebreaker in this scenario. Iowa is the sixth seed awaiting the winner of Purdue Northwestern. That's not a bad draw. With a win, they get Wisconsin after that. Yeah, you'd sign for that in a heartbeat. And then Illinois or Michigan or Ohio State in the semis. I'd rather be on that side. I think I want to avoid Maryland till that last possible moment. So we have... And you've got... And Maryland, you've got... uh, The way we generated it, uh, Michigan State and Maryland would play in the semifinal, potentially? They would, yeah. Beautiful. The one in the four. Yeah, get them on the other side of the bracket. Right. Sign up for that one. All right, so do Iowa beating Illinois and things clearly change? Because does that move the Hawks to two? Iowa then jumps up to a three-way tie for second place. It is, of course, Maryland in the top spot. Mm-hmm. Michigan State, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Illinois. Check that. Four-way tie for wow. second place. Michigan State, you go with the round-robin record between the four teams you're tied with. Michigan State gets the two-seed. They would be 4-1. and one. Iowa, the three-seed, at a 3-1 record against those other schools. Wisconsin, the four. Illinois, the five. So then the path for the Hawkeyes would be Already in the quarterfinals with the double bye. They await the winner of Penn State, Purdue. Okay. Just played Penn State. Yeah. Just be Penn. Then. Don't love that, but. Michigan State or Michigan or Ohio State. Not Boy, quite as good. No, I, I, I fact, almost hope Illinois wins out now. The, the double bye, at least might the be path a curse. that we generated, 
is more difficult. More difficult to there, get to this Sunday. Ex- there's an extra game in there, True. of course, to go along with it. I had this argument with a Hawkeye friend last night. What's more important for Iowa basketball? A Big Ten basketball tournament championship mm-hmm. or getting to the Sweet 16? Sweet 16. I, I am right there with you. Now, of course, we talk every day for two hours and sometimes our ideas very line up together. But just think of the national buildup. That's Iowa it, hasn't had it. that in 20 years. Mm-hmm. After you win that game Saturday or Sunday, punch your ticket to the Sweet 16, and then until we get to the games Thursday, not at the local level, which is important, but this, this was my argument. Who won the Big Ten tournament last year? Yeah, great. I, I, I think it was Michigan. I think they won like three years in a row or two years in a row, but I, your point is well taken. And, and know, I might be wrong. Right. And that's, that's because unless it's your team, you don't remember. But you remember Sweet 16 uh-huh. runs from a lot of different yes. teams. You remember teams... A decade ago, you and I getting to the Sweet 16 that we talked about. I was in the United Center for Virginia, Iowa State. That is those Sweet 16 games. Getting to that second weekend is so Mm -hmm. important in the national perception and really to boost this team next season if Luca Garza comes back. And it is a healthy Jordan Bohan and not and on the things we talked about. I'm right there with you. I think a Sweet 16, because of where the program is right now, is a lot more important well, than winning a tournament I, I couldn't agree with you more, and not that this matters, but you, you, you come off a Sweet 16 run and you bring back what you bring back next year. Now, Luca Garza was on Murph and Andy yesterday. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear it. Did you? I did not, know. I was in a meeting, unfortunately. Okay, so I wonder if the uh, are you, aren't you question was posed. As, are, and it's like he's not going to tip his hand. Right, he's not going to say, yeah, I'm so. gone. Whenever we're done, I'm out of here. Yeah. He's not going to say that. But listen, listen to the pops. It sounds to me like... Uh, don't fall off your chair if he's back in Iowa City next year. They were talking about that. Dockage was talking about that. A mm-hmm. guy that is in the running at the very least is going to be, at minimum, an All-American this year. There's no question. At minimum, that no. is going to be him. How often do we see guys like that come back in college basketball no, anymore? It no. is so, so rare. No. Oof. McDermott, he did it. Right. Jimmer Ferdet, he did it. But for the most part, you don't see those guys come back and... That's something college basketball needs too. A guy that you can you can spotlight, you can talk about in, in the excitement of the offseason because for so many times from a year ago, Zion Williamson and I just saw the highlights. What kind of basketball player is he? He can dunk. But right. we saw what kind of basketball player. But we really got to know him for four months and he was yeah. gone. Yeah. And that was it. But you have somebody that people See the are numbers he's putting up, by the way. It's ridiculous, isn't oh, I, it? I wasn't so sure that was going to be the case at the, uh, at the I'm NBA. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I thought Bear might be a better player, but uh, who, who knows? Look, Zion has been unbelievable. Well, that's a fascinating website. Well done out of you, Amred, yes. Iowa State grad you. Uh, that, that's fun to play around on this thing. Now, it's probably something you don't want to do in the beginning of December. <laughs> Well, I might might have. Yeah, I could see this site really uh, getting some traffic as we come down the stretch, particularly next week with only a couple more Mm -hmm. games left when it comes a little bit more clear. Should we jump over to the Big 12 and and play around with the Clones and see what we can do? Let's see if we can get Iowa State to the four. I think tomorrow's going to be difficult for them. I really do. This Oklahoma State team, they're at home. Um Last time they were at home, they pounded Oklahoma. Pounded Oklahoma. So are we going to make go 3-0 and for Iowa State here? We're going to play around with that So scenario. we have to get Iowa State 3-0? Let's do it. Because he uses, if you don't pick the games yourself, it generates it automatically through the Massey ratings. So let's okay. do that first, in fact, before we go into it. If everything plays out according to form the rest of the way in the Big 12, Iowa State would be the seven seed playing K-State in the first round. The winner gets Kansas. No, thanks. Yeah, the number two seed is Baylor would be the number one. So that's how it plays out if everything goes according to form. But we're going to play around a little bit. Iowa State gets the yeah, win against Oklahoma State. Yeah, we got some time. State. Let's do it. 
Uh, let's see. Kansas is winning at K-State. For sure. Baylor's winning at TCU. Uh, yes. Texas Tech at home for Texas. Boy, Trent, this is one that I... Texas Tech, because they, as poorly as they played earlier. They're going to the bounce week. back. Yeah, give me the Red Raiders. And West Virginia at home for Oklahoma. Mm. Oklahoma on the road, I don't That's feel real true. confident and, with. And Morgan, all right, West Virginia. Let's go to the weekday games. Baylor at home for Texas Tech. Baylor. Iowa State yes. at home for West Virginia. Yes. Oklahoma at home for Texas. Oklahoma probably at home. So I know te- you want to do something. I want with Texas. to take yeah. Texas in one of these games. All right, give me, uh, give me Texas. Texas. All right, we're going to pull an upset in there. Kansas for home TCU easy. Oklahoma State at home for K State probably Okie State. Yes, there. for sure. And then we finish up with the weekend. Iowa State on the road at Kansas State. Yeah, ESPN Plus has the game. Give me while well, we're playing Iowa State we're going on the theater. We're so going to go three and zero. TCU at home for Oklahoma. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. We've already give, me, given, give me TCU. TCU in that one. Texas Tech at home for Kansas. Kansas. Texas at home for Okie State. We'll take Texas. your Longhorns. Yeah, they're My back. Longhorns. They are back. <laughs> they're back. At West Virginia at home for Baylor. Ooh, that's a tricky intriguing. spot. That's a tricky spot. Are you thinking maybe upset? Is that why you're pausing there? Let's lean that way. Let's All right, do what, it, do it. Huggy Bear Huggy gets pulls one out. And we generate the bracket. Your Iowa State Cyclones are the number six seed in this scenario. Well, they avoid the opening night. They avoid opening night. They get Texas Tech. <laughs> Don't like that draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we get Baylor lost, they're the two seed. They get the winner of Oklahoma K-State. And if Iowa State would pull the upset against Tech, more than likely would get the Bears in the semifinals. Is there is there a way that Iowa State can lose one of the three games and still get out of opening night? Ooh, let's see here. Let's give them a loss in that the game this weekend. Let's yeah, say. Oklahoma State wins. They would drop to the eight seed in that scenario. Yeah. So they got to win out. Yeah, they've got to win. They've got essentially they've got to win out in, in any scenario to avoid. I don't know. That's what. How, it looks how like, can yeah. this team finish fourth? <laughs> so there there must be a formula because there's been no Big Twelve basketball played. I don't think. Well, you'd need more losses for West Virginia. So let's jump that Baylor one that we gave them to, and where else is West Virginia? Well, all right, let's play that way. I don't know because of the way the games are generated if they actually can get to fourth. They're only a couple games out of fourth place, but because West Virginia and Texas and Oklahoma, the teams in front of them, still have to play each other. Somebody has to win those other games, right? so they're going to stay above them there. I think that's the path, at least, if I'm doing this correctly. Well, uh, if, they, if they win out, I guess there is a path to, a path to avoid opening Wednesday night in uh, Kansas City. Yes. I'm, I'm actually wondering, what would their fans prefer? Two nights in Kansas. Because if they win, they get Kansas, right? Yeah, well, in our in that scenario? scenario yes, right. Yeah. So would you rather go down Wednesday and win a game, see your team win, mm-hmm. knowing that you're going to come back on Thursday and you're probably going to be head home after the game? Or do you want to get down there on Thursday and then maybe have to head home right after that game? Or wouldn't you rather get to Kansas City and see your team win? You would like that. But there's no guarantees. True, but if that, there's a better chance of that happening on Wednesday as opposed right. to Thursday. That's very true, too. I don't know what they prefer. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Well, you probably have your hotel. If you're booking it early, you probably had it already set up for Thursday through Saturday. Well, there was a couple of years ago, last time I was at the Big 12 tournament, I think that there was a minimum on the number of nights you had to mm. you had to buy, was it two nights or three nights? And I was, I'm not sure if that was the case in all of them. And I didn't stay in very nice. I mean, I don't even remember what it was. Radisson, maybe? Um, one of the Texas schools was staying there. I don't know. 
but I'm, I, I think there was the two-night minimum. Two-night minimum. That makes sense, yeah. I think. Anyways, we'll get the time out. We'll come back. We will speak with Tom Kegger. That was kind of fun. Yeah. I don't know how it came across on the radio. I'm almost scared to ask, but it was fun for you and I. And um, So the Hawks got some... There's paths. There's, you know what? The very first scenario, the one where they can avoid Maryland and Michigan State, they those only other would have teams to play on the other one, side of the bracket. That would be, I think, that would be the best possible scenario. We will take a timeout. Tom Caker joins the program. We'll do some football. We'll do some, obviously, some basketball. Eleven o'clock. Darren Devries is going to be here. They are going to play on the opening night of the Missouri Valley Conference tournament. They host the Panthers. A win by the Bulldogs, and the best the Panthers would do could do is be to tie for that conference for the Missouri Valley Conference regular season championship. This was a close game when they played earlier in February as they came to the final media timeout. The game was knotted up. Darren DeVries at 11, Dylan Montz on Iowa State. They've signed a quarterback for the 2021 class. Maybe we'll play this game with Dylan. One more time on that website. It is bball.notnothing.net. You're going to be playing around during the I, break, aren't you? I, I know what you're doing over there. I think this is a public service for those folks that are sitting at home or in their desk as well. That's probably, I think it's a pretty cool site. M. Red, well done. Uh, Miller and Condon till noon. Tom Kaker next. 1460 KXNO and now 106.1 Walk on Facebook. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Take you up until noon in the 11 o'clock hour. Darren DeVries, Drakehead basketball coach, will join us as uh, we rejoin uh, at the top of the hour, bottom of the hour. Probably not quite that far, but 1120-ish. Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune. Claxon's Barbecue to give away. But right now, let's talk to our friend Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom Trenton Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Um, doing terrific. Hope you guys are doing well. Absolutely. Enjoying this Big Ten basketball conference as they come down the stretch. So many scenarios, Tom. I mean, the Hawks wake up this morning in sixth place. What'd they do wrong overnight? <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. that uh, The win by um, Wisconsin last night has kind of um, – Moved Iowa down a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, I play around with that projection site that's out there. (laughs) We just Um, did. (laughs) We we just did Did 10 minutes of that. And and before last night, if things kind of went to form, Iowa was probably, you know, unless they won uh, at Illinois and, and, you know, won all all the games, the remaining three games, they would have probably, you know, been a, a five seed. And now... Um, if they go two and one, they're probably a six. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that just, that's just how it kind of works. But also if they, it, I think if they win out, they've got a chance to get to the two, I think. So, uh, just kind of weird. We, uh, we played around one of the paths we had. Iowa, I think winning out, like you said, and the path also had Michigan State and Maryland on the other side of the bracket. That was one that, uh, Which Ken was and I. Real, yeah. yeah, we, like we, we really like that one, regardless of the path with those other team, two teams out there. It's a lot of fun. Again, uh, that website, bball.notnothing.net is where you can find it and play around with it. Well, in order for Iowa to have that kind of run, certainly feels like they have to have CJ Frederick back and back. 
at least as close to full strength as you can have. What are you hearing about Frederick? I know you'll probably have a chance to talk with Fran later this afternoon, but at least it feels like the anticipation is he'll be back in the game tomorrow morning at 11. Yeah, the the anticipation is. Uh, and Fran, I think, essentially said it, that, that he was going to be back uh, uh, Saturday. And that's kind of been the target date. I think maybe I mentioned it to you guys last week, too, that, yep. that that's kind of been the date that they've looked at is um, is to get him back for uh, the last three regular season games. And, and Fran's thinking was, and he was not cleared the other night, so he couldn't have played. Fran said okay. that post game. But, but um, just that he, he they got to look long-term with this. And the, the bigger fight is, hey, can this team do something when the calendar turns to March? And you know, hobbling around on a on a bum ankle and trying to play through it uh, isn't going to help you make a run in March. Uh, no doubt about that. You know what worries me about tomorrow, guys, is Lamar Stevens, who I think is Penn State's best player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had maybe his worst game of the year, his last game against Rutgers. I, my point being, Tom, is I just can't see this guy having you know two stinkers in a row. Uh, he was. He's been so good all season long, and for whatever reason, Rutgers really did a number on him the other night. Dread bailed him out uh, at the end of it, but I just can't see Stevens having two subpar games in a row. Yeah, he is really good. The, the other thing, the, the big question mark with this Penn State team right now, I, I think also is Myron Jones. And yeah, it's huge. You know, going on, he's had the undisclosed illness. I, I think some of the Penn State people believe he's just got mono. And but he suited mm. up the last two games, but did not play. So uh, there's a chance maybe he gets back out there. And it, looking back at the box score from the first game, the guys that killed Iowa were Curtis Jones, the transfer. Uh, I think he's a two-time transfer who had was four or six from three, and then uh, Brockington, the guy, the kind of wing player that comes off the bench, had 23 yeah. in the game. And those were the guys that really. Um, did him in. It wasn't Dread. It wasn't Stevens, although he did have 16, and it wasn't Mike Watkins, who really, I don't think, had a great senior year by any means. No, and Brockington was terrific against Rutgers the other night, Trent. Yeah, he was. Uh, since that Iowa game, though, he's only scored in double figures, including the Rutgers game four out of his uh, 14 mm. games since then. So well, he was good la- early he in the week. He had a career night against the Hawks, and uh, well, we're, we're kind of used to yeah. those seemingly happen as we've talked about Charles Bugs in the past and guys like that uh, for the Gophers. You know, Tom, th- this team has been a lot tougher than we anticipated, even going back to Tuesday night. Iowa gets the 10-point lead early there in the second half. Here comes Sparty. Winston hits a couple of threes. But the team still didn't fold, and so many past teams would have folded there. It's funny. I know on your message boards things can can get ugly at times, but at least general, there's always going to be the negativity that surrounds any kind of loss. But I think most Hawkeye fans said, you know what? They didn't get throttled there. They went out there. They competed. They took Michigan State's best shot in the second half, and they had a chance going into the final couple of minutes there. Though it's not a win it felt like a win because it just felt different in East Lansing. Yeah. I, Trent, how many times have we seen over the years where a game like that uh, turns into a 20-point loss yes. at East, uh, in East Lansing? Mm-hmm. Every time. Yeah. It's just, you know, they might be competitive for a half, and then things go bad, and then you look up, and Tom Izzo's down there instead of screaming at refs. He's smiling <laughs> and laughing. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I got another one and hugging Ted Valentine and, you know, doing his thing. So... Um, 
this team's got a toughness about it. It just does. It's got a grit about it, and um, it's getting one of its grittier guys back mm-hmm. this week. Um, and you just look at the toughness of this team. The, this team is defined, I think, in, in some ways by three guys. Connor We've McCaffrey. Got, Connor McCaffrey and C.J. Frederick. Mm-hmm. And what do they all have in common? They're just tough, gritty basketball yep. players uh, that know how to play the game and are incredibly efficient at what they do. No doubt about it. Ryan Creener has been terrific down the stretch here, Tom. He'll yeah. be honored senior night coming up on uh, uh, their final home game against Purdue. Is that Tuesday or Wednesday, boys? Is it Wednesday? I think Tuesday. It's, Tuesday. Is it t- Tuesday night? So Iowa State's Wednesday. I think they, they're off each other this week, which is great. So Tuesday night, uh, he'll be honored. Of course, uh, Evelyn will also be honored. Mm-hmm. But Brian Creener, man, he has played so well in the month of February. He's one of those guys that, you know, final month of their uh, final and uh, full month of their college basketball career, putting it together. Can't underestimate. He was in foul trouble the other night, uh, but boy, oh boy, he was good, and he has been good, Tom. Yeah, he has been terrific uh, down the stretch. With the, the other night, uh, one of the games he had eighteen points in eighteen minutes. That was it? I mean, yep. You know, he had some. Yeah, he had some foul trouble, uh, but he's just been um, terrific and, and a great story because you know he he'd go back to like his sophomore year when he had the the two concussions in the season and just kind of a sideways year for him and and he ends up. Um, you know, sticking it out and keep going, keep grinding away, and and uh, and here he is now having his playing his best basketball in the final month of his senior year, which is exactly where you want to be as a player. So, not to add any fuel to any fire, or anything because another guy playing well, certainly playing better, is Cordell Pemsel. He is a senior, at least in terms of school eligibility, but a junior in terms of uh, athletic eligibility. Could you see him going through Senior Day festivities here and very well could still come back for his fifth season if he wants to or look around? Any chance that would be on the table Tuesday night? Boy, I hope not. I don't I don't think so. I think that that would be an incredible distraction to begin with. Yeah. But, uh, I, there's been nothing like even hinted about that. Franz so called him a I, senior I just, before, though, in press conferences. He has, but that's because he is a senior. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a fourth-year player. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just the way he looks at it. Is gotcha. He's a fourth-year player in the program. Mm. Uh, Tom Kegger, let's switch to football, boys. I, where I want to go, Tom, is a tweet that I saw yesterday from Tom Lemming, who's been—I mean—all over recruiting. Right? That's how he makes his. Uh, that's how he make, puts a roof over his head. Um, Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa Hawkeyes are putting together a very good recruiting class in 2021. Don't be surprised if they continue to move up in the rankings. Dot dot dot. Uh, what can you uh, add to that? To Tom Lemming's, uh, I guess, glowing endorsement of the 200, 2021 class that the Hawks are putting together. I think it's uh, it, you know, and, and one of our national guys put a put up a, a thing earlier this week uh, about kind of that same thing. Team teams that are surprising in the recruiting rankings so far, and they listed Iowa as being one of the the programs. Uh, you know, Iowa's eighth in the country in the 2021 class right now, according to Rivals. So, with seven commitments uh, on board, and um, they've just gotten some really good players and you know two four-star kids according to to us uh justice sullivan uh the linebacker from uh minnesota and uh connor colby the the offensive tackle from uh cedar rapids but just a lot of good players uh griffin little and bowie and uh you know just on down the line jennings dunker 
uh, just a, a lot of good players, and they're in on some good prospects too that I think they're going to end up uh, landing. So that's going to help their cause as well. It's just they're just it, it helps that this is probably I think since I've been doing this the strongest in-state class mm-hmm. just in terms of talent, depth, skill. Uh, I, I just I I think this this year is just uh, the 2021 class is just. Uh, amazingly deep in, in the state of Iowa, and Iowa's going to get their lion's share of the guys that they want out of from the in-state group. I, I remember hearing, and maybe it was you that told us this at one point when we were talking recruiting, but the surrounding states also down in terms of talent, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska even to a certain degree. Is that right that those other surrounding states, and maybe that'll lead to some more blue bloods kind of sniffing around the state of Iowa for that class? Well, you've seen that now with... Uh, with Alabama kind of poking their uh, yeah, crimson right. tide head up uh, into the state of Iowa again for the first time since uh, Pierce, Pierce Baker was, yeah. uh, was up, in, uh, up in Cedar Falls. And, uh, you know, they've gone out and uh, the Stoney kid from uh, Sioux City, and then they're, uh, you know, obviously offered uh, T.J. Bowlers uh, at uh, Clear Creek. So, yeah, the the, the big teams are, are snooping. And, uh, you know, if those kids are, um, sometimes it's the kids are given indications they'd be interested too because they're not just going to offer to offer. They're um, Alabama probably can do that because they're Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> other a lot of other schools that have gotten in, they're just sort of like they've gotten the indication that, that they're willing to listen. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport dot com is our guest. Tom, let's go to Indianapolis here and now. Uh, that that's the the combine is going on. A lot of Hawks. Uh, I think the DBs are going through their paces today. We've seen Wirfs early in the week and Epineza. Saw Nate Stanley run yesterday. Um, I I'm convinced that Tristan Wirfs will be the first Hawkeye off the board in the first round. Now, whether that's in the top ten or in the top fifteen, it certainly seems like he doesn't slide any anywhere past that. Uh, AJ's kind of one of those long, not, uh, not long shot. He's kind of one of these harder to pinpoint. I think, I think he's a first rounder. In fact, I would bet in a lot of money that he is. I'm just not sure where Tom, what, what team is going to fall in love with him. One will, but doesn't it seem to you like worse will be the first one drafted? Oh, absolutely. I think, um, you know, I think he does his, uh, kind of the on the field stuff today and he's going to probably blow people away with, with some of the things that he can do and uh, just cause he's just so gifted and nimble and, and can run so well. I, I think they're just going to um, really like what, what he does. I, I still think he's probably going to be a top 10 pick. Uh, and then AJ's probably somewhere between 10 and 20. And um, just listening to some of the scouts, I think they want to see the, the kind of the quick twitch kind of uh, you know, agility kind of things from him that three cone seems to be the big thing that they want to see from him and uh he's, if he posts that number then the question's answered for him uh because they they kind of look at him like well yeah he can bull rush in college but can he bull rush he, you know he's not gonna be able to do that in the nfl so they want to see something more and even some teams have talked and looked at him maybe as a defensive tackle too, mm. which is interesting. Yeah, that is. Uh, Nate Stanley ran. Tom, uh, what are you hearing uh, about about the uh, former Hawkeyes' chances? As, I mean, he's going to get drafted. I think it would be a shock if he's not. I mean, I'd fall off my chair if he's not drafted. I don't know where though, Tom. Yeah. Is he? I don't think he's a first or s- round one, round two, third and three day. day two. So third day for you. So round four, round five, somewhere there. 
Yeah, I would say five and beyond is probably okay. a good, good landing spot for Nate, I would think. Um, somebody will pick him. Because there's going to be a big run on quarterbacks early, Tom. There's going to be a lot off the board, I think, in the first two rounds. Maybe as many as, I don't know, six, seven, or eight. I was reading uh, Kuiper and McShay's thing today, and they're like, there could be five quarterbacks in the first round. There you I was go. like, holy cow, really? Really? Yeah. You know, they're talking about the, the Utah State. Jordan Love, they, they, they're they falling in love with I hate to use that because that's his last name, but they, they are paying attention to him. He might be the third quarterback to come off the board, Tom. Yeah, he might go ahead of, uh, like, Justin Herbert. Yep. And, you know, it's uh, – and you got Fromm, you've got Eason, mm-hmm. you got a lot of different guys out there. I, I still think somebody's going to take Nate and, and uh, try and work with him, see if they can develop him. I'm not saying he's ever going to be a starter in the NFL. I, I don't want to predict that, but you know, he could make a living in the NFL yep. carrying a clipboard for a while, and that's not a bad living to make. I'll say. And uh, finishing up with Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com, a couple of things off the standard men's basketball and, of course, football side that we talk about. Starting with baseball, I was playing up at U.S. Bank Stadium three games this weekend, starting here in about 15 minutes as they'll take on NC State, ranked number 8 in the country. Two other ACT teams they'll play over the weekend, both ranked in the top 20. Big opportunity for the Hawkeyes here after getting a top 20 win against Arizona last weekend. Yeah, unfortunately, they kind of blew one of the games out in San Diego at the Tony Gwynn event, and um Otherwise, they could have gotten two or three. Uh, bullpens kind of failed them twice uh, so far this year, which is kind of surprising because Rick was really um, excited about the depth and the talent in his bullpen, uh, but they've kind of let him down a little bit uh, early in the year. So, um, But a big opportunity, and nice that it's in Minneapolis, so maybe some Hawk fans can go over and obviously not playing outdoors, but uh, <laughs> but they're getting a chance to play some baseball and um, I, I just figure Rick's Rick's teams will just keep getting better, and then by Big Ten season, oh, they ripped off eight in a row. And right. Look at the Hawks. That's just it kind of uh, that's the way Rick Keller goes. Indeed, well, home not... opener Tuesday against Grandview. Really, Tuesday? Uh, this weekend's going to be in the sixties. What's Tuesday? Uh, probably by that time we'll be back to back the thirties. Uh, just to finish up on this, Tom, I, I'm looking at Twitter here. I guess McShay uh, and Mel Kuyper were just on e on, on Sports Center and. Um, McShay bet Kuiper five grand <laughs> that Jordan Love's going to be going ahead of Justin Herbert in the draft. Wow! So Jordan Love getting uh, a lot of eyes, a lot of eyes on him. We we shall see. Tom Caker, great stuff. Tom, thank you. We'll talk to you in a week's time. Okay, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you, Tom Caker. HawkeyeReport.com. Come back, finish up the hour. Darren DeVries, Drakehead basketball coach, will kick off the 11 o'clock hour. Dylan Montz on Iowa State. They've got a quarterback who 247 says, pay attention to this kid. He's flown under the radar. Uh, a Texas Steel. This isn't from one of the Iowa State writers. This is one of the national recruiting uh, columnists over at 24-7 Sports. Because the list of teams, you see the teams that they beat? Yes. North Texas, meh. Yeah. Yeah. UT San Antonio, meh. But apparently this kid is, uh, I guess, plays for a really bad team. And that doesn't help. That doesn't help, indeed. All right, we'll come back. We will uh, finish up the hour, and then Darren DeVries will kick off hour number two. Miller and Condon till noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, and now on one. Ash free.
Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Eric Clapton, one of the greatest quotes or sound bites. So what's it like to be the greatest guitar player of all time, someone asked Eric Clapton. You know what his response was? What's that? I have no idea. You'll have to ask Prince. <laughs> That's what he said. There's some incredible moments. You ever seen the uh, those two on stage together? I haven't. I saw Prince with uh, Tom Petty, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a George Harrison yes. tribute. Is that the one where Prince is, he throws it up in the yes. air as he walks off the stage? Yes. And it like disappears? Yeah, no, we, yeah you don't say land. There, right? I hope there was somebody up there. Right. Because it was ticket for the audience. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's no, unbelievable watching this dude. Um, yeah, I've watched that every now and then. I, yes. I've it's searched good. for it. It's really, really good. All right, in the 11 o'clock hour, Darren DeVries is going to be here. Look forward to that. You know, um, and also Dylan Mons. We look forward to speaking Iowa State or talking Iowa State with Dylan. The Jordan Love situation, you know the name that was he was attached to, the quarterback in today's game that it reminds me of Jordan Love is like he's not though he kind of is but there's no he's not Patrick Mahomes oh, nobody is come on it just and that's the name that people are now att- look he's the face of the league let's be honest he is right. unbelievable he is unbelievable watching this kid play why why do we have to that's just it right i guess we have to compare him to somebody but come up with a realistic mm-hmm. comp if he turns into that Trent, I loved him. I loved him before the year, but watching his body, and he, he had a better Utah State team last year. Mm-hmm. He lost a lot. Of, excuse me, receivers, um, the, you know, to graduation or whatever. But their last year's team was better, so this year maybe not fared him. Maybe he is the third best quarterback. I love the NFL draft. You do. Oh God, I love. I it. I have a present for you. Yeah, I know that it's coming. Um, I know that uh, your, your draft guy sending that book that he sent yes. last year. Yeah, I was into it last year. He was really good at it. We're going to have him on the radio, I We hope. are, yeah. Matt Manassarian from Sports Info Solutions. Mm-hmm. Mark Simon, our baseball guy, our analytics guy when we get to baseball season. He's a big part of that, too. And, uh, yeah, the... The book is at home. I just got in the mail oh, last you? night. So well, get through it in a hurry. I will. I will get it to you next week, and I know you'll be peeling through that thing page well, after page. As a Broncos fan, in the worst way, I want somehow Henry Ruggs to fall to Denver at 15 Ooh. because I look what the Cheetah does week yes. in and week out over in Kansas uh-huh. City, and I think every team needs a Cheetah. Um, and, and Henry Ruggs might be the closest to that in this year's because he's only 5'10", 5'11", but my God, he's 4'27". 4'27", he was pissed off. Did you see that? He was disappointed <laughs> in running a 4'27". On that track, which is not known as a fast track. Well, anymore. he'll he'll get to his pro day, and uh, he'll, yeah. like to, he'll open some eyes at Alabama. He might be running on cement, but uh, That's all right. isn't it funny how all of a sudden they go to these different places get and they run quicker. a lot faster because they're not running on the slow turf. Now, you go back to the days... Early on in old RCA Dome in Indianapolis, when they were running on the AstroTurf, mm-hmm. and how much faster those times are, because it's it's still not a level level playing field. When you hear, well, you know, the record for the combine time is this, right? The surfaces are completely they different changed, that yes. they ran on then as opposed to now. Dion, I don't think Dion would be running that same number on the new surface today. No, uh, did Daryl Green ever go to the combine? He was one of the fastest yeah, was guys, like four two, oh my flat four two, something like Unbelievable. that. Unbelievable. You know the Steve Wordle story to inject a little Iowa State mm-hmm. into the combine conversation. The long snapper that's over there, he's getting a lot of love. Yeah, that's cool. It is. I'm with you. I mean, of all places, did did you watch Steve Wordle's career? No, four years. He <laughs> well, I a, did. I did too. But did I? No. But that's good. Right. If you're the long snapper, I guess. Uh, anyways, it's a fun time of year with the, with the combine, etc. We've got a lot of college basketball. We've got more coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. Darren DeVries, Drake hosting the Panthers.
You remember talking about this game back in early January? It's Trent Circle, February yes. the 29th. Not that we're wishing the season away, but this got a chance to be really big. Here we are. Yeah, my Sold out, Nap Center. That's great. Good for them. Darren DeVries joins the program to kick off our number two. Delamonts and Iowa State and Claxton's Barbecue. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.